I think so many people that want success shy just from the line because they're so scared of yeah. people not liking them. They're so scared of being painted as the villain. But when you show up and you know, no matter what anyone says about you, no matter what people say behind your back, you know who you are. You know you're acting in integrity. Nobody can touch you. And now, Escaping the Drift, the show designed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm John Gafford, and I have a knack for getting extraordinary achievers to drop their secrets to help you on a path to greatness. So stop drifting along, escape the drift, and it's time to start right now. Back again, back again for another episode of Escaping the Drift. Like I said in the opening, man, the show that's designed to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. And today live in the studio. We have somebody that I'm interested for this conversation, man. This is going to be good. This is somebody that I met through somebody else that I know. And again, it was one of those, if this person's hanging out with that person, they got to be a good person and they got to know what they're doing. So with a little bit of research, I found out that this person is actually the founder and runs the largest all-female entrepreneurship group in Northern Canada. She is an Instagram expert, a networking expert, and has just done a lot of cool stuff. And I, and I just know she's going to be a wealth of information for you guys that you can use. I mean, tactical, practical information that, again, is going to help you out with whatever you're trying to accomplish. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this in studio is Brittany Michael Chuck. How are you doing? Brittany, I love your you? energy. It, it is magnetizing. And no wonder you have such an amazing podcast. Magnet, Amazing podcast. I, I appreciate that. And you know what? That seems like a good time before we even get started to again tell the story that if you haven't heard by now, we had a little misunderstanding with Google, <laughs> a little misunderstanding with the good folks at Google who nuked my YouTube channel. So we had to start it over. So if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to us somewhere, do me a favor, go to Escaping the Drift, give us a follow. We had to start over from scratch. It's brutal, but we're getting through it. We're working through it together. But you know what? Building a following and building a network, speaking of that, that's kind of what you're known for. That's, yeah. kind, of, that's kind of your angle. That's kind of your expertise. So let's talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we're going to go back, talk about what made you this amazing human, and then we're going to get to some practical and tactical. I'm excited. Yeah. So so tell the folks that are listening exactly what it is that you do. So I have a club. It's called the YVR Entrepreneurs Club. Mm -hmm. And we've grown into the largest female entrepreneurs club in Northern Canada. And I just love bringing people together and allowing people the power to get to where they want to go by leveraging other powerhouses in the community. Mm -hmm. So we do different events and uh, I just love it. So- Again, this is the way, I, you know, I always talk about mastermind groups in here a lot. I, I'm a member of several high-level mastermind groups, and I always talk about them as, as time machines because mm. they're designed to compress time. If you want to yes. get from A to Z, the quickest way to get there is find somebody that's already gotten there or, more importantly, has made a bunch of mistakes getting there and can save you from those mistakes and get you there. Is that a big part of what you guys do in your group? Yeah. So I feel like so many successful people, they've mm -hmm. never done it by themselves. They've always aligned themselves with the right people. You are an expert at this by keeping company around you. That's going to give you a shortcut to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And when you are so intentional about how you show up, about the people you meet and creating value over time, when you help enough people get what they want, you're going to be able to get what you want. And if you help the right people get what they want, you you are going to get to your goals so much faster. Yeah, it's funny. You know, the, the, who you're around is so important. I mean, one of my favorite sayings, if you hang out with four dipshits, I'll show you the fifth. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but people aren't intentional about it. No, I think, you know what it is? I think people just get very comfortable in their circles. And I think, I think one of the things that holds people back from true growth or, or truly getting where they want to be is comfort. Yeah. I think as humans, we are sought to seek it. We, we want to stay under those, those covers that extra five minutes because it's warm. We, we don't want to go out. We don't want to hit the gym sometimes because it's inconvenient or hurts or does that. But I think if you get used to being uncomfortable and stretching that self is when you really start to see growth. Yeah. And when you put yourself in the right rooms and I want every single person that can hear my voice to do this right now. Okay, here we and go. You can, you can do it as well. Love, Let's we go. go. I'm getting my phone out. I'm um, taking notes. I want you to go to your text messages and I want you to look at the last 
10 people that you text message and ask yourself, do these 10 people, number one, uplift me, empower me, help me? And number two, are they getting me closer to my goals? Because there's so many people around us that have malicious intentions or are not in alignment with our best selves. And mm-hmm. when we are unconscious about that, we're just on the hamster wheel and we are surrounding ourselves with people that not are not inspiring us and lifting us up and getting us to where we want to go. How are we going to be able to become our best self? How are we going to be able to impact the world in a big way? How can we do it? So for those of you wondering, I'm going to do it. We're going to look right now. Let's go. Last 10 people, <laughs> I, last 10 people I text message. First one would be my float crew in New Orleans, my Hermes float crew, where we were discussing the need to put a new speaker on top of our float because there's speakers are just not adequate for our Mardi Gras ride. Not adequate. There you go. These and there's some really there's some high quality dudes in this group too. Love it. My director of operations at Sim, here at Assembly Vegas, our front desk person to tell me that you were here. Uh, okay. You because obviously you're yeah. a high value. You're here. Um, the guys that that run this show, the producer of this particular podcast, texting him. The CFO for my. Uh, title company and my business partner. And then Justin Colby, who's oddly enough, his episode dropped today of this show. So that's, uh, those are the last 10 people that I text and, uh, yeah, some high quality folks there. Nobody I would get rid of. So you are a high performer. Everyone knows of you. You're doing such amazing things. So I feel like you're such in alignment with this, but to every single person as well, like you can take it one step further and ask yourself, what is the conversation that we had? Mm -hmm. Is the actual conversation that we had in alignment with my goals, with getting me to where I want to go? When you're so conscious of that Mm -hmm. and you make sure that every single sentence, every single person is so intentional, it absolutely transforms your life. Again, I, this is the this is the story of this podcast, the story of the book that I have coming out. It's escaping the drift. Really, the key to it, and there's a whole chapter on living an intentional life, on being very intentional yes. with what you want, defining what you want, and, and planning your day and going through your daily routine to get you, you know, asking yourself every action, is this taking me closer or further away from my goals? Well, you're obviously somebody that is highly motivated. <clears throat> excuse me, highly motivated. Um, you know, tell me about you as a kid. What made this? Is this nature or nurture? Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, I was a really troubled kid. I wanted, I like got- bad girls dormitory troubled? How yeah, troubled are we talking? I was like a bad kid. I like it. And um, I just, <laughs> I just, I- I just finished high school and I realized I was going down a really bad path and I knew I had that choice in that moment. Yeah. I was either going to continue down this path or I was going to take control of my life and make something of myself and become somebody that I was proud of looking at in the mirror. And so the so last- was this was this the result of like a not so stable- household or were you just rebellious? I was rebellious. Okay, I had go. an amazing family. Yeah. My dad. Kudos, mom and dad. Not your fault. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I, I had an amazing family. Um, I just, I just had a tendency to push the edge and push the envelope. And I just, yeah, I, I, I liked a little bit of trouble in my life. I guess. A little bit of trouble. <laughs> just a little bit of trouble. Okay. So what was the catalyst there? When did you decide? So you get out of high school, you're, uh, and, and look, I can I can I can paint a picture that'll be completely inaccurate. Probably a good story, but totally inaccurate. So you're you're running with the gang in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Stealing cars at night, stabbing people awesome. occasionally. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you gang fights. You know, tons of like booze and whatever else. I don't know if it was that. Crazy. You're on tour with Motley Crue in the summers. Yeah. I mean, that's so, no. I'm just kidding. This is just this is my head's going. Yeah. Tell me, troubled youth. What was the catalyst for that that made you say like, man, I need to straighten this up? Was there an event, or did you just wake up one morning and say? maybe I need to grow up a little bit. Yeah. I remember I was doing a workshop one day and the man at the front, he's like, I want you to close your eyes and envision a graveyard of your, your, where you lay when things are over. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about what they say about you when you're gone and what's the legacy that you want to live. And I remember I was sitting there and I just, I covered in goosebumps as I say this, but I had tears streaming down my face because I knew that there was 
so much more potential inside of me. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get my act together and start living out my potential every single day, waking up and pushing myself to become a better version of myself, Mm -hmm. I knew that when the time came, I was going to be full of regrets. I was going to be somebody that had given into instant gratifications instead of somebody that was really impacting the world in a big way. So what did you do? You make the decision, right? You come out of the Dickens. <laughs> I started that, following people to the like Dickens, you. <laughs> yeah, similar to the Dickens effect of what, of what Tony Robbins would do yeah. if you've ever been to UPW. Um, but yeah, similar to the Dickens effect. You come out of that. What do you do? Yeah. And I mean, that's why I just have so much respect for what you do is because I start surrounding myself with people like yourself that were ambitious and worked hard and had a good head on their shoulders. And I just How'd started- you get rid of the other people? Did you you just fade away or did you tell them? No, I just just stopped responding and it was really tough. And a lot of people, a lot of people that are listening to this need to cut some people out of their life. The Irish goodbye. Even if it's their own family members, there are, are toxic people that are allowing this behavior to to happen. And so I just listened to every single, I used to have the DVDs. Do you remember we had DVDs, the discs in our car? Which one? Oh, I had Tony Robbins. I had Deepak Chopra, all of them. And I just- How old are you you when you're doing this? I was about like 18 to 20. I started changing my life. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty- advanced for an 18 to 20 year old. Oh yeah. I got involved really young. I knew from a young age, I needed to get things in order. Yeah, And by the way, if you're listening, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, dude, 18 to 20, what is this? What what is she talking about? What is this woman even like, like I'm I'm 20, I'm 28. I don't know what the hell is going on. Listen, Uh, I didn't really figure it out till I was like 30, 32. So don't worry. She's overachieving 18, understanding, you know, turn your life around. Um, yeah, yeah. I was seven and my finger painting didn't come out the way it was. And I was like, man, I gotta do something different. I gotta get, I gotta get some goals. No, let's go. Let's go. All right. So you started listening to that stuff. Yeah. I started listening to podcasts what like you yourself. Do, what were you doing for a living? Um, I So I was an entrepreneur since I was like nine. Okay. I had a rock company, Beanie Babies, Pogs. What's a, what's a rock company? I used to, it was my first company. Right, I used I like to this. paint rocks. Okay. And I would go around door to door and sell them. And when you were a kid and people would give you a $20 bill, that was like a jackpot. Oh, that's, yeah. And so all my friends were like playing in the park and here I was like painting rocks and like figuring out anything I could sell. My parents would buy me stuff and I basically was like a walking garage sale. I was always like slanging like five cent kids. Candies. You're like rolling up. You open, you open the jacket. Like, yeah, yeah, what can I get for these Barbies? Who wants a, who wants a Barbie? I, had I got fresh goods right here. Fresh Barbie. Who wants it? Yeah, I had those beaded animals hang off my backpack. I'd walk around and I'd literally be selling yeah. them as I was walking. Christmas is coming up. You start taking lists of what people in the neighborhood needs. You're like, yeah. here's my Christmas lift. I need a case of Marlboros. I need some curlers. And people are like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. you already had buyers for it on the back end. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So you're flipping. Yeah, so I did that. And then I started a tutoring company. I realized- That's cool. I I think being intentional and working backwards is so important. So I was like, what is the subject I can make the most amount of money in? And I was really good at math. And Mm -hmm. so I used to tutor math 30 pure because then the students wouldn't pay me. The parents would pay me and they needed math 30 pure to get into university. So I made a killing with that. Started having tutors underneath This is a Canadian thing. I've never heard this phrase. Yeah. Um, And then I had- Is this like common core math? uh, math? Math 30 pure? Yeah, it's, it's you this. needed to get into university okay, got or it. college. Okay. And then I started my marketing company, did really well. Um, we were doing high six figures. Uh, when I was about 20, I launched that. And, and what was from that? There, uh, I used to have the largest uh, marketing and promotional company in Western Canada. Okay. And we used to have clients like Ducati, ATB Financial, Bacardi. So you would run their in-person events? Yeah, I did all their street activations. We used to have all the staff in Sobeys, Liquor Depot, Co-op, all over. I love that. All right, so you did that. Yeah. Okay, and then that moved on to what? Then that moved on to my business, which it, it was an online academy. And I taught people how to grow on social media and create powerful brands because I think so many people, they have something inside of them. They have a passion. They have a drive to impact people but they don't know how to present themselves. They don't know how to build an engaging brand that gets people excited about what they're doing. And so I love being able to help people navigate the world of showing up powerfully online to be able to impact them in a big way. I have an interesting question. Something you just said though, because you went from 
obviously I'm not going to include rock selling, Yeah, but we'll go from, you had this, you had this street activation company running marketing and then you did a hard pivot. And this is all before you're like, this is, you're really young doing all this. So my question is because this is something that plagues a lot of people, right? It, it does, which is when you build something and it starts going well, you get bored with it. You're mm -hmm. like, yeah, especially if you're a true entrepreneur, you're kind of like, man, eh, I'm kind of bored. It's like you put together the puzzle. It sits on the coffee table for a couple of days and you're like, you know, at first you're like, I'm going to put glue on it and I'll put it on cardboard. And you're like, dude, just put this thing back in the box. I got to do something else. So is this something where you got bored with the company you were doing and just shut it down and pivoted? Or did you have a buyer for it on the back end? Like, like what was that? Yeah. So I kept on doing it. It was all passive income at that time. And it just kind of pivoted into this current company. And like you said, I think- So it just get, evolved. Yeah, it just evolved. So you went from doing the in-person stuff to really doing more online stuff, which it, which it enabled you to kind of branch out into this. Yeah. And then it morphed okay. into in-person again, where now I do events and I bring people together. And it's very, uh, we kind of, it's half and half. Half of it's more of the deep work, get people very emotionally invested yeah. into the experience. And then the other half is marketing. See, I love that because one of the things that I preach a lot is if you, a good way to escape the drift is become a person that is known as somebody that can connect the dots. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are, Dan Fleischman always says, Dan's a good friend. And he always says one of his superpowers is his cell phone. Yeah. He goes, this is my cell phone because there oh, is yeah. nothing anybody on the planet could need or want that I can't connect them with somebody that can make that happen. A hundred percent. So that's pretty, I'm guessing that was kind of the basis of what you started your organization. Yeah. So I think that, and you're really good at this, is in order to get to where you want to go, you have to have the support of people. Yeah. You have to have connections. And so one of the things that got me to where I wanted to go so much quicker, and every single person that's listening can employ this into their own life, mm -hmm. is figure out the people that you need to connect with I want every single person to write down five people right now. Who are writing down? Five people that you can make an effort to connect with that you have not yet connected with. And I want next to that person, write down their desires, write down what they want, write oh, down what they need, strong. and then figure out how you can help that person. Because so many people, they come to people like yourself. Honestly, and like, I'm going to read it to you from 5.06 a.m. You ready? 5.06 a.m. this morning from... Igor Masial, Igor, if you're listening, whoever you are, I've never met you, but it says from Igor Masial, it says your page caught my attention. That's why I contacted you. And I would like to know more about you and your work. What are you currently focusing on at a professional level? I fucking hate that question. Uh, I think this is sloppy. No offense, Igor. If you're listening, I'm trying to help you, dude. Do what she just did. If you want to really get connected to me and you want to get in my circle, yes. do dude, it. Dude, I'm not hiding. My whole life is yeah. on social media. You know, you can figure out exactly what I'm doing. There's links to everything that I do. Look at what I do and figure out where you can plug in. Yeah. This is so sloppily done. I hate this. And the, and the worst part is I'm not even mad at Igor because I don't think you did this. I think there's a bot somewhere that did this for you, right? Yeah. Uh, you didn't do that, yeah. right? You're not sitting there at 5.06 in the AM asking me what I'm interested in on a professional level today. It's not happening. <laughs> That's right? a copy and paste Don't do sure. it. That's a copy and paste. Yeah, don't do that. So again, I yeah. go back to what you were saying because I yes. love it. I yeah. Yeah. So you write Eagle. down five people that are in alignment with your goals that you want to connect with that's going to help elevate you in your business or your life. Yeah. And figure out what do they want? What are their top level priorities? What are their desires? What makes them tick? Your podcast mm -hmm. is a passion of yours. How can people support your podcast? Can a videographer say, Can hey, I show you? Can I, can I share with you a different yeah. email? I'm going to share with you a different one. Okay. Now, as bad as that was, let's share with you something that was very well done. So I, I got this. It. I love these practical listen, examples. Dude, listen to this because it, it happens to me all day long and I have practical examples. This is what I get. I get literally, and I won't say this guy's name, but he says, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, where did this go? He sent me, where did this get off to? Um, here we go. He sent me a long, okay, he sent me a long email, right? They said, I met you at this event, blah, 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 about your podcast. And literally, I'm not going to read off all of it, but here's like 10 things about a podcast. And he's naming people specific, like, 
I, I can introduce you to John Lee Dumas. Travis Chappell's a great contact. Wow. I don't even know travel. He would probably get get you on interviews. I'll introduce you to Brandon Schutzer from Investment Joy, over 1 billion views and million steps. Here's his YouTube. I'll do this. I can introduce you to this guy. I know this person. Podcast movement. I can get you a free ticket. You could probably speak there next year. It's just, he's listing out literally 10 things that he can do for me. Wow. And, and guess what's already happened today? I already talked to this dude. Amazing. Right? We already had a conversation because this was exceptional. Sorry, Igor. I hate as bad as you were. That's how good this was. <laughs> yeah. This is exceptional. It was exceptionally yes. done. So I don't have to wonder. He, he sent me a damn catalog. Yes. I mean, there's there are 18 things on this list mm -hmm. numbered of what he can do for me, which I thought was just incredible and it was amazing and not all of them are things that appeal but yeah. dude that is a all you need is one of those things to build a relationship dude, with no you. kidding no kidding yes. don't make I, I don't have to like I, I don't have to think about it i thought it was very very well done i love that very well done so let's talk about i'm going to talk about two things with you today because we're going to get practical knowledge on two things one of which building network one of which is instagram growing your instagram because even you, we talked about it yesterday just some yeah. organic stuff you told me i thought was great if you're looking to build your Instagram following today, this is going to be a great show for you. If you're looking to grow your network, it's going to be a great show for you. But before we get to that, we got to talk about one thing we do have in common. Yes, we do. Which is <laughs> at one point in our lives, we were both vilified by reality television. <laughs> Not reality. You know what's funny? Well, I don't know what season you were on. Yeah. But you were on The Bachelor. Yeah. Correct? <laughs> I have a girl that works for me on my team that was also mm -hmm. on The Bachelor. <gasps> I don't know if it was the same season. Probably I not. What, I wonder what her character got edited to. She got. She got. She didn't. She didn't make fat. She didn't make it out of out of episode one. Oh no. She got the early. She got the early acts. So, yeah. uh, but and it was a long time. I don't know what episode. So anyway, walk us through your. So how'd you wind up on The Bachelor? Well, you know, I thought it was a love story. Apparently, it's not a love story. It's all drama. Were you okay? So, were you really going on there to look for love, or were you just like, "This is a good opportunity to get some face time"? I th I thought that there was a really good opportunity to potentially find the love of my life. I didn't know it was going to be The Bachelor. I love that. But I thought, you know, it's it's an opportunity for people to also see like, oh, she is single and yeah. she is looking for somebody. I was like, you know, might not be The Bachelor I end up with, but maybe through my social media or maybe on television, yeah, it would attract look. somebody else. So I, I thought that it wasn't, it couldn't hurt. But they edited you to be the bad guy. <sighs> yes. How many episodes, <laughs> how many episodes did you make? I think it was, there was about six girls left and I just walked walked off the scene. You I was just like, left? Yeah. I tried to leave three times, but they wouldn't let me leave because the majority of the episodes were about what what I was doing. Your drama. <laughs> yeah, they knew if I was gone, so the, the most, yeah. show was like, The ratings are going to sink. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You're the most entertaining one. Yeah. yeah. I, like I told you, I, the way I got edited uh, on my season at the end of it, um, you know, The Apprentice got ruined uh, but the first two seasons of the show were so great. And it's really because yeah. honestly, Donald Trump was not an executive producer. Uh, for, he signed on to do two seasons and that was it. And the problem was season one, there was a, there was a, a lady on that show named Omarosa who everybody probably remembers her name because she was crazy psycho on that show. And, and, <laughs> and I, I don't know, man, I'm not going to call her crazy psycho, but let's just say I've met her in that, that, uh, that edit's not too far from not Why too far from the truth. Why do you tell us how you but, really feel? Well, no, but, but the point is, like that first season, right? It was like of my show. It was like a horse race. Like yeah. you just pick somebody root for, and everybody ran. Everything was good until Omarosa got fired, and when that happened, like it went. She because they made her. She just made herself a villain. They weren't vilifying anybody. She made herself a villain, and like when when she got fired, when Trump fired her. America cheered for Trump. Like, hey, he's the hero. And in case you didn't know anything about Donald Trump, I'll tell you a little inside secret about him. He loves when people like him. He loves it. No. Right? Yes, he's, 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 he's kind of a glutton for attention. Oh, and he loves positive no reinforcement. Idea. So from that moment forward, when he, set, when he signed up to do subsequent seasons, he became an executive producer. Mm. So he had some say in how the editing goes. And what ruined the show and what never made it as really is even my season, which was the highest rated season, but it was of never course, as good as you it were never, on it. <laughs> I know, but it was never as good as the first two because it went from like this pure horse race to like you could see who was going to get fired because they would just turn you into a villain because Trump wanted to look good when he fired yeah. you. It became more about making him look good than anything else. So they have an agenda. Yeah, dude. So when they when they fired me, and granted, look, some of the stuff that came out of my mouth 
they didn't make an, we didn't have AI back then. They didn't make an avatar yeah. that created me saying some of this stuff, but. What's called Franken-bidding. They slice they words slice together. They slice and dice it together. So you say things like, I love ice cream. Yeah. And then in another sentence, you said uh, something like, I don't like fighting. And then they'll edit the I love and then the word fighting from the other sentence to create a whole new sentence that you didn't say. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it was more like, um, I would say something like, oh, you know, like I was, I would be messing around with two of the girls I was in the task with because we're all friends. And I'd say something yeah. like, let's go pimp some girls. And they'd be like, oh, I'm laughing. You're so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then on the show, they cut to them just like dead faced, like, because the guy was like, we're going to turn left at this light. And like, that was a reaction yeah. to make it look like they were super offended. So, yeah, it, it was a being a villain on reality TV was not was not fun. Well, fun. you know what? I think that this is, it was a great learning lesson for me Yeah. because what I realized is how strong we truly are. Like when you get off reality TV and you are painted in a light that is so out of alignment of who you actually are and what you actually said, it shows you how strong you are because I think so many people that want success shy just from the line because they're so scared of yeah. people not liking them. They're so scared of being painted as the villain. But when you show up and you know, no matter what anyone says about you, no matter what people say behind your back, you know who you are. You know you're acting in integrity. Nobody can touch you. That's how you have the confidence. We got to go gotta talk about this. We got to talk about this. And I don't know if, I don't know if this was your experience. What year were you on the show? What year? Four years ago. Okay, for you. So this is relatively recent. Okay. I don't even know if they still exist, but when I was on the show a million years ago, they had like forums. Like there was like fan sites where it was like Reddit sites where they would just like all the fans would go on and discuss the show, right? And if you watch season episode one of my season, like everybody on those forums was like all over the internet, like this dude's gonna win, he's awesome, this guy's yeah. the best, blah, blah, blah. And dude, when they turned on me. It was kind of like I'd never gone through anything, experienced a situation where you have like thou like tens of thousands of people like talking oh. shit about you online. Oh my god. Like it was wild. Like it it it, scre it screwed my head pretty good. You know, at the time, yeah. at the time I was the CEO of a tech firm uh before it went to uh to do that. And I gotta tell you, I I man, I botched that job terribly because I got consumed yeah. with this just like it's just such a weird, surreal thing yeah. that, you know, be careful what you ask for if you want to do that. And, yeah. and I think that it, now I think in the day and days of social media, the way it is, I think people are a little more immune mm -hmm. to when people talk shit about you. Um, you know, it happens all the time uh, on everything no, we post. No, I think people are more sensitive to Do you to think it. they do? Oh, 100%. I, now I just, now I just, I, maybe it's because I'm older. Now I just laugh. And it's well, like, you're wiser. It's and like, yeah, you've okay. been through it, so it's not going to be. Like, look at you now. Yeah. You didn't allow those bullies to keep you down. You got back oh, up. Dude, it was You ruthless. rose from the ashes. And look at this amazing business that you've created, this yeah. podcast. And that's what every single person, I think, is so important that they take away from this is no matter what happens to you, no matter matter if you get painted as a villain, no matter if you get knocked on your knees, look at what can happen when you get back up and yep. keep pushing and have your eyes on your goals and do not stop at anything. Have the confidence so deep in your soul that nothing and nobody is going to stop it's you. It's going to stop you. All right. Well, now let's talk about Instagram a little bit because you showed me some cool tips yesterday. And dude, if you're looking to build your Instagram following, and I, I'm going to, you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's so funny. Um, we were talking about yesterday uh, mm -hmm. that, that I just, it, at one point, the marketing team that I invested in, it was a team that you know of and uh, who the guy's now in jail. Thanks. But this is a dude that was working with a lot of people that I knew. Everybody was using Everyone this guy. Everyone was using Everybody was him. using this guy. And, and honestly, what they did in, in the methods that, he, that they use to grow our accounts and, and get them verified and do those things, really kind of shifty, right? Yeah. They're just shady. And you wound up with this audience of people that are not receptive to what we do and don't do. And, and so now it's so funny, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm allowed to judge others by this because I judge myself by the same standard. Like yeah. At one point I had like 140,000 followers, whatever it was. Now it's down to like 91,000, which I'm super happy about. Like, seriously, if you're watching this clip on Instagram and you don't really vibe with me, please stop unfollowing me because yeah. you're, you're hurting me by being here. Right. So 
we, I, you know, but working it down to having an organic audience that really resonates with you is so important. So if yeah. you're thinking about growing Instagram, the first thing I'm going to give a disclaimer, do not buy followers, do not do marketing things, do not do giveaways. Don't do that shit because it's going to get you a lot of trash followers that just yeah. aren't worth anything and end up hurting your engagement when you actually post stuff. Yeah. We're, we're, we're through that now, but it took me almost, you know, it's taken two years to get through that. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. So tell me how to do it right. Yeah. So a couple of things. One thing you mentioned is engagement. The reason why it's so important to get a lot of engagement on your posts is because how the Instagram algorithm works is d- dependent upon how much engagement, likes, comments, shares you get on the post mm-hmm. is going to determine how much Instagram shows sure. you on the newsfeed on your second post. That's why you want to keep making viral content. You don't want to be posting. I say you need to post content that you don't think is going to go viral on your story. Mm-hmm. That's something that is, it's going to disappear in 24 hours, but you need to be so intentional about the content that you put on your wall and make sure, are you thinking, is this content going to go viral? 90% of your content should have you being like, yes, this has the potential to go viral because so many people are so unintentional about their content. They just throw content up there mm-hmm. and they're like, why am I not growing? Cause your content sucks. Well, that was, you know, that was some advice that I got as well several years ago and I've stopped that, which I got this, um, omnipresent, uh, omnipresent uh, advice, which was, dude, you just got to post like six times a day on oh, every single channel, you'll never 180, pieces of ca- 180 pieces of content, all the stuff. And we were just posting and posting and posting everywhere. And it was like, dude, this is just exhausting. Yeah. So now, we don't do that. Quality. We don't, we don't do that anymore. We, we try to post good things that obviously are good clips from this podcast. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the stories and, and, and little things about me or, or different things come up to show a real person. But again, I, don't listen to me, <laughs> listen to you. So I'm starting a new Instagram account today. How do I grow? So I'm going to share with you the number one hack that we're using. And you guys can add me on Instagram, Brittany Michael Chuck, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K and see some of the stuff that I'm doing. And my Instagram account, YVR Entrepreneurs Club. The best way that we are growing right now is by tagging people and making them collaborators. And Mm -hmm. here's why. Because you are growing your audience and it's mostly showing you to people that are following you. Sometimes you'll end up on the Explore page and go viral. But the second you make yourself a collaborator, let's say me and you were a collaborator Mm -hmm. for a podcast episode. Okay, well, real quick. We're going to do this right now. Yeah. Collaborate right now. Let's do it. All right, so here's what we're gonna do in real time. Yeah, and when you make them a collaborator, then not only are you being shown to your audience, but you are then being shown to their audience. So you're opening up so many doors for new people to see you by leveraging not only the current community that you've built, but other people's communities. And that is basically you getting in front of their their audience audience. and it's gonna help you guys both grow. So it's a win-win and that's really how you succeed. So clutch. So here we are. With Brittany in the studio, we're talking about how to grow your Instagram following today, as well as your networking. So, man, this podcast can be hot coming out soon. You're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to do it. All right. So we have now recorded this video, which I'd use the double cameras. So ah, that's awesome. So we have both of us on there. I'm going to save it. So when I go to post this now. Yeah. So I'd post it as a reel. Yes. I'm not going to do it now. We're going to talk through. Yeah. How would I post this? So... I'll add one more layer of feedback is before you post it, I would also add something that's going to inform, educate, or entertain them. I'm not really going to post that. So so then what I would do is from there, I would create something in the caption that has to do with something that's going to inform, educate, or entertain them with a call to action. Mm -hmm. So you go to Instagram, you go to your reels, you go to the tagging section. It says add tags or right next to it, it says invite collaborator. Mm-hmm. You make me a collaborator. It's going to show up on both you our have have a business page to do that. Yes. A business or a, I don't think a personal page would do it or a creator page, a creator page to, to invite collaborators. has different options. So if you are a creator or a business page, a business, uh, account, the correct terminology is account. You're allowed to add different links to stores. Yeah. You have some different mm-hmm. options. You have primary and general inbox. Um, creator allows you some different options as well, but you don't want a personal Instagram account. It's the most limited account that you can have. Yeah, 
there's no reason you, anybody would ever, yeah, your you, Nana would yeah, have that, yeah. right? Yeah. Nana. There yeah. But yeah, you want to be collaborators. And then the other thing that's really, really, really powerful that's going to help you grow is taking people in your story. We've tested this for some reason. When you take people in a reel, sometimes they'll share it for sure. But what we noticed we get more shares on is when we take people in the story. So this is a life hack. This was revolutionary. Okay, here my we go. Social media experience. When you take 20 people on your story, it's not going to send a notification to them that you tagged them. Okay. But if you take under 11 to 12 people on your story, it will show those 11 to 12 people that you take them. They'll get a notification that says this person has tagged you. So 12 is the magic 12 number. 12 is the magic number, less than. And then what you can do so you can maximize more tags is you can go to the bottom right-hand corner and say add mentions. Then you can add eight more people because the maximum number of people you can take for a story is 20. And basically every single story that you take before you push send, you want to think about, oh, I'm at a casino. Maybe I should take the Wynn Hotel. I'm at a restaurant. I'm going to take their Instagram. Oh, I'm wearing, um, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, I'll take them. Mm -hmm. I'm with this person. I, you know, got my hair done here. I'm wearing this watch or whatever that is. Because then what you're doing is you're piggybacking off your audience. And if you're a personal brand, you want to get pictures with people. So me and you get a picture after this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. I tag you. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to reshare it. And that's why you want to get out your phone and get it on your phone. Because then what I notice happens is if you get the content, then you're more likely to share it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then if I tag you on my stories and you reshare it, then your audience is going to be like, who's Brittany Michael Chuck? They're going to click on it you know, and they're going to see. You know, what's funny. You know, why I love this is because something that, that I teach our people, right, is part of how to grow your, your network in real estate and how to mm-hmm. grow your, your base. And again, if people don't know you, they won't use you is a technique I call showing some love. And I'm like, look, you yes. should be, you should, you should have a goal every day to, if it's your dry cleaner, a restaurant you're at, whatever. And don't do it where you're like, cause like so many realtors are just like, hi, if you know anybody looking to buy and sell real estate, I really, you know, call me. I'm just saying like terrible. Don't do that. Right. But if you can do it subtly to remind people what you do as much as, and as often as you can and get in front of those people, you'll be in good shape. So for example, I'm like, if you're at a restaurant, you put out like, Oh dude, I just want to tell you this place, Ventano has the best spaghetti bolognese ever, blah, blah, totally realtor approved. And then tag them in it because again, they're just looking for any content they can ever possibly get and they'll share it. But the thing that you just said that kind of puts steroids on that, that I never thought of is dude, tagging brands if you're wearing clothes or yeah. holding a bag or standing i mean like you wouldn't you wouldn't do that if you live i mean if you're in vegas if we live here we're in casinos all the time for one reason or another for those of you who don't live in vegas you're like why go to casino all the time dude sometimes it's where we go to the movies it's just how yeah. it works right but uh, straight up if you take a photo in there for whatever reason tag wherever you are yeah. you don't have to be talking about them the fact that you just look like you you're can, having you can fun tag them and then pull the tag off the screen so they don't even it doesn't even show that they were tagged they just get a notification that this person tagged yeah, them it just and it just looks like you're having fun yeah. because they're so thir- people are so thirsty for stuff yeah, to post of course Man, and yeah. we share and here's one other thing you don't even have you can to do. say it yeah, exactly. Well, and so what you can do is you don't have to say it or you can say it. The other thing that people are way more likely to share, I love breaking down everything in my life to yeah, yeah. science and reverse engineering it. Yep. The thing that I notice people share the most is what? Testimonial videos. So if you meet somebody and you're like, I was just on escaping the drift. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was powerful. It was insightful. It was an amazing opportunity. And make sure you check it out. And I shared that. I, I, I support that message. Yes. <laughs> and then what's going to do? You're going to, you, you have to think of the psychology of the other person. What are they going to want to share? Yeah. What is their highest level priorities? So for example, if you were at an event, don't just say like the event, talk about something that's insightful and figure out a compliment that's genuine and meaningful to that other person, share it on your story and take them. And I almost guarantee you they're going to share it. Yeah. Love that, man. And Dude. then you piggyback off all their audience. That's how I blew up in the space. Whatever business I do, I quickly t- climb to the top. It's because I understand my target demographic. I understand other human beings so well yeah. that I, it's like, it's like a game of chess for me that I'm like, know where I want to go. And it's just doing little strategies like this that can help you in your life massively. Well, it's so funny because like, you know, 
before I let anybody on the show that wants to come on the show that I don't really know, even if they're a friend of a friend, I'm always like, okay, let's see how legit this person is. And it used to be, okay, this was the progression of Instagram, right? It used to be, you go on and see if they're verified. You're like, yeah. okay, cool. You're verified. You're somebody yeah. all good, which is why back in the day we paid so much money to get verified, right? That's yeah. why it was worth it. Now you can write, what is it? $9 and get the blue checks. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so then it became, how many followers do you have? Like, oh my God, this guy has like 400,000 followers. That's amazing. Now that doesn't matter. Now everybody looks at the engagement, like look at your yeah. post, which again, like I'm not, a, I, I am not ashamed of my bad choices in the past that have caused some of my posts to have bad engagement. I'm not ashamed of this. I got bad advice. That's it. Um, yeah. I, I wear it like a bad, I, I wear it like a warning to others, if you will. Yeah. So it's fine. But when you look at somebody's engagement, your engagement, your stuff, like 8,000, 20,000, you know, everything you post, which, yeah, we all have some stuff that hits now and again, it hits huge, but you probably average that all, all the time. So obviously what you're doing is right. How you're doing is right. Your audience is very receptive to you. It's obvious that these are people that follow you, not because they thought they're going to win, you know, dinner with a little yachty somewhere on a giveaway. Um, they actually found you, which I yeah. like. So Let's talk about hashtags because how important is that anymore? Is that something that even yes. matters? I mean, talk yes, about that. hashtags do matter. And then I'm going to talk about another really important way to grow. I love it. Hashtags are very important because Instagram doesn't know who you are. There's no human being that's monitoring, escaping the drift. I and feel like who Google to knows show who I am, it, Who to show it on their newsfeed. But when you use hashtags, you're telling Meta, you're telling Instagram that this is my niche. Show this to people that look up this hashtag, show this. Mm. They create these little like groups of people depending on words that are in your bio, words that are in your captions, hashtags that you use based on your name, your profile name, your surname, all of the different, the, the your handle. And they're creating these groups of people so that they know me and you are in the same space. They're gonna show our content to similar demographics. That's why hashtags are a signal to them where to show your content. You don't want to have tons and tons of hashtags. Four How many or five should you have? Four or five? Yeah, four or five is fine. It's up for debate. There's you, no is it, okay, magic. Real quick, do you find it better to put them in the captions or to put them in the first has comment? has to be in the captions. The comments no, make nothing. it null and void. Yeah. Okay, cool. See? Again, bad advice. There you go. Because we've been putting, I think whoever does my posting has been putting them in the, in the first comment. So we need to move that back up to the they caption. They switch it right now. It's captions. Okay, cool. I No, I believe you. Look, I, I believe you. Yeah. We'll switch that to And that. so the other important aspect and how we've been growing extremely rapidly mm -hmm. is by every single social media person says this, but this is why it is so important, is engagement. And this is why. How many times have you been messaging somebody or you recently followed them and then they show up on your newsfeed? Yeah. And the reason why is because what you're telling Meta is me and this person have a relationship. Show my content on their newsfeed. Yeah. So every time you like or comment or engage with another person, it's called social media karma where they're more likely to engage with you back. If you went up to somebody at the mall and you said, hey, I love your pants, are they just going to look at you and walk away? No, they're probably going to say thank you so much. They'll probably call security guard on well, if I said that. <laughs> weird guys talking about my pants. I don't know what's going on. It's very strange. Yeah, possibly. Well, possibly. But on a good day, they're going to give you some social media karma back. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to engage with other people. The rule of thumb that I have is don't post and ghost. After I post, I sit there for half an hour and everyone that likes my comments or likes my posts and Everyone that comments on my post, I'll go engage with them. I'll go comment on their last three photos or I'll go like their last three photos because what's that? Do you have to follow them to do that? No, not unless their account's private, then okay. you can just do that. Because that's a, that's another thing. It seemed like it seemed like back when I got into the Instagram thing heavy, like when I was a heavy user, when I got some, when I went down that, get, went down that dark road of, of becoming an Instagram bro. When I went down that road, yeah. it seemed like the flex to be like, what you wanted was you wanted like a hundred thousand followers, but I only follow like eight people. Yeah. That's it. That's what you like. Like you want to see like, that was my flex, right? Yeah. Like, no, I follow no man. Just yeah. You follow me. I don't follow you. And yeah. so I, is, is that dead now? I mean, do you, on so your you account? Can only, you can only follow 7,500 people. Really? Um, That's it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I always have to unfollow people. It's very annoying. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but the way you can unfollow people is you go to your followers, go to the earliest followers. Those are people you followed like 10 years ago or when you first yeah. started in chronological order. So I just unfollow them. So, um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't work, I don't do that because 
social media karma. You're more likely to follow me if I follow you back. Yeah. And that's true. so I I just follow you just follow everybody as you can. And because people will unfollow you if you don't follow them back. And so how the social media karma works is you have to be engaging with other people. And because you're going to signal to social media, to Instagram, that they are a person of interest and it will help you grow. So yeah, if you do it or if you hire somebody else to, you have to be engaging they in your be social, account. But yeah, see, I don't, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think I'm social enough back. I don't think I engage back, which, which is funny because- Part of what we teach, again, uh, with growing your network on social media in, in real estate to our, to our agents that work here is system, I mean, literally having a spreadsheet of all of your people uh, on Facebook that are there. And then you systematically go engage with their posts. Because if you don't, Facebook doesn't, or meta, whatever it is now, doesn't think that you know each other and they yep. won't show your stuff. Exactly. So the more you engage with others, exactly. the more your, your engagement goes up because they go, oh, these people actually have a relationship. Yeah. So when you post, you're post is going to show up on their news yeah, feed. They actually, it's super important. And here's another thing that affects the Instagram You got to give to get, ladies and gentlemen. You got to give to get. A hundred percent is Instagram also takes into consideration how much time you spend on social media. Mm-hmm. So if you spend a lot of time on social media, they're going to reward you and show your content on other people's news feed. If you go MIA on social media, they're going to be like, oh, you cheated on me. You were probably on TikTok or taking your dog for a walk, Ooh. which they don't like. They don't how like, they no, you make can't walk money? the dog if you have social media. No, you no. need to be addicted. You need to be drinking the Kool-Aid. And because how they make money is from paid ads. If they have billions of people on their platform, they're going to make more money for their shareholders. That's their main goal. Everything Instagram does, they don't care about you. They will sell your information in a second. They want more people on their platform so they can make money with ads. That's You have to understand the psychology of anything, technology, human beings, everything. And so the more time you spend on social media, they're going to reward you. That's why you need to be engaging. You need to be on social media. And I'll share with you another thing that's really important as well, is they're going to take into consideration how much engagement you get on your stories. That's why you want to have polls on your stories, controversial polls. One of my Mm -hmm. most controversial polls back in the day was who's going to win the election, Clinton or Trump. And I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people voting. What that did for all my substantial posts after that is it skyrocketed the engagement because it triggered to Instagram this person engaged. That's an interesting thing you just brought up because there's an election coming. It's it's coming. (laughs) And uh, I find that, you know, if you're in, like, there's two schools of thought here. One of the schools of thought is be authentic, be you. You want to resonate with your audience is what you want, right? That's one school of thought. And that that brings the people out, America, you know, make America great again. We're going to bang it out or, or you know, yeah. or, or Trump is the devil. Either way, whatever yeah. you want, right? <laughs> My philosophy on this is if 50% of the people on this planet are going to disagree with you on your political view, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So being hyper vocal about a candidate is never a good idea, I think, in my opinion, online, because you're alienated 50% of your client base. However, what I will say is this. I say if you were going to be, if you if you just absolutely have the need, like a burning desire to talk about something, I find that it's better to be pro a candidate than negative a candidate. Yes. Do you want to know why? Go ahead. Because people resonate with emotions. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be bored. That's why you're so good at podcasting because you bring emotions out of people. And when you're able to bring emotions out of people in alignment and you guys create a similarity, Mm -hmm. they're going to feel connected to you. They're going to feel like, yes, he gets me. I totally resonate with him. I want to share his content. I want to engage them versus you showing up on social media and being boring. So yes, I personally don't post anything about politics on my social media because mm-hmm. it's not in alignment with my brand. That being said, some people, their entire brand it's is about politics. posting politics oh, because sure. they're creating an emotional response in their audience that is creating a personal bond. bond, bond. So you can use it against or for your business. We'll edit that out. No, we won't. We won't. Yeah. We're, we're not editing out. Let's we're do it. Right we're no, there's, real. No, there's, no, there's no editing. We're not going out. Um, my next question that is, is this because it's weird. Like they say, if it bleeds, it leads, right? Like mm-hmm. if, I see these people that post, ne- like everybody's favorite post 
Here's everybody, here's everybody's fair post. Oh my God, I'm at business X. And let me tell you what happened to me in this business. And bah, 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 yeah. people love that shit, right? Like I find that you, the world will serve you back up what you put out. Yes. And the problem is, do you find that the negative shit people post tends to get more interaction but I don't think it's good for them in the long run. Thoughts? Yes. Discuss. Such a good question. Discuss. I believe the type of energy you put out in the world, you're going to get back. If you're a mean person, you are going to attract mean people because you are saying to that person, this behavior is okay. If you are a good person, a genuinely good person that loves people, those are usually the people you're going to be surrounded by. So yes, you might get some more engagement on social media if you're going to call out a crappy company, but guess what? The companies that see that are going to be like, I don't even want to give this person a free service because if I I mess up, they might blast me online too. So it's kind of pick your poison. So yes, you're going to get lots of engagement. Social media gets more engagement when there's controversial. Yeah, when there's negative stuff. In the comments. Exactly. So, I mean, you just, you got to decide. <sighs> yeah. It's like, do I want engagements? But remember your brand is, your brand is attached. To it. There's been plenty of times and I've done like a post and I've been like, yeah, I'm not posting that. Cause it just, cause it just had, cause it has neg it's, it's negativity. Cause I also firmly believe I'm a firm believer in this, that, we're so consumed with the diet that we consume with our body, mm. right? For to be in good health, but people don't mindfully consume with their brain. Oh, I love that. They just consume that. nonsense. Like for example, if your life sucks mm -hmm. and you're not where you are in life, but yet you've watched mm. the last 12 episodes of the Kardashians. Yes. There's a reason you're not where you're supposed yes. to be. Um, so I think I find that at least when I'm putting stuff out, I try to put stuff out that I would want to consume. Mm -hmm. At least what I try to do. No, I love that. And I think that really goes to show even about this podcast. And this is something that every single listener can do is do a time log of every single action you take during the day and write down on a piece of paper, what type of television do you watch? Mm -hmm. Is it educational? Is it documentaries or is it trash TV. What type of music do you like to listen to? Is it music? My, my soundtracks, they make me feel something. They're motivational tracks. What type of stuff do you listen to? Is it, you know, gossip about TMZ or is it podcasts like this podcast yeah. that's going to help you get to where you want to go? And when you get an agenda and a time log of every single thing you consume into your brain during the day, mm -hmm. you are going to notice a direct correlation to the results results in your life, the level of happiness in your life. And when you are more intentional about what you put in your mind, even down to the conversations you have with other people, you are going to notice your life completely change for the better. Dude, back in the day, I used to love the band Social Distortion, right? Like that was my jam. I saw them a million times in concert. I haven't listened to Social D in years and years and years and years. And like we were driving to California and a song came already. I was like, yeah, I started singing along. I'm like, holy shit, these are like the most defeatist lyrics. Like every song by Social D is like, yeah. you know, I lost my job, got kicked, you know, my, my dog ran away, um, the whiskey bottle's empty. I'm like, dude, this is like, I'm getting depressed just listening to this. Yeah. I'm like, fuck no, how, how did I get anywhere in life listening to this Well, thing? and this is yeah. one step further. What kind of pages do you follow? That's what yeah. every single person can uh, go and look at your newsfeed right now. Every single person, go to your Explore page. What is your Explore page filled of? Is it filled of motivation? and inspiration and health to be hacks to become healthier and tips for better sleep or is it filmed with garbage memes and you know just things that are not going to get you to become a better person of yourself uh, i mean i will say there's something to be said for garbage memes among friends you know, you know here's my favorite new thing this is what i tell people now when i meet them i'm like look if you want to be friends, I'm going to tell you straight up. You can send me a meme, or if you send me a meme, yeah. or if I send you a meme, I don't expect a response. Yeah. Right? Because everybody knows this. You send memes, and like everybody's sitting there, like, am I going to get like the laughy face or the cry laughy yeah. face or or the WTF or what am I going to get? Yeah. Like, if I send you a meme, I don't need a response. I'm easy like that. I'm an easy <laughs> meme friend. So yeah. if you want to follow, you want to follow me, send me memes. I, I'm easy. I'm an easy <laughs> meme friend. I'm easy that way. I love it.
So what else can we do for Instagram? Is there anything else you would give? Any other tips of rice? So much. I have a 42-hour course. Oh. So I would love to go over all of it. Um, in what aspect? I mean, if you want to grow on social media, the number, number, number one thing, I'll teach you all the tricks. I will share with you apps on what time you should post. I will share with you apps where you can edit the captions. on. I will everything. But if you do not master this one concept that I'm about to share with you, you you will not grow, period. Okay, and here it comes. Pull over. Pull over if you're driving. This is the most important. This is the holy grail of everything. You have to make sure what you post is quality content, period. You cannot expect to grow on social media when your posts are not shareable worthy. When every single post that you make, you have to ask yourself, is this shareable? Because not only is that how the algorithm works, it ranks how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many shares you get, how much engagement you get. The one that's weighted the most is, did people share this? That's why if you notice, I study the analytics on the Explore page. It has the most number of shares. So that's how the algorithm mm -hmm. works is, is this shareable content? But you have to ask yourself because that's a biggest mistake that people are making is they're putting low quality content out there. Ask yourself, does this content inform, entertain, educate, or create an emotion inside of my viewer? And when you really start, like my one of my best friends has 1.3 million followers. She treats her social media like a job. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be out and she'll have to stop and be like, Brittany, um, I need you to film content for me. And it'll be like an hour long episode. I once had to go to the mall to meet her at the mall for her to fold a shirt because it was a 1.5 second slice in her video. She got all ready because she was doing where she was to where she is now. And she was, uh, she was working at, a clothing store back in the day. Now she's making a ton of money on social media, blah, blah, blah. But drove to the mall for a 1.5 second clip. When you are intentional like that, and this is the problem, people expect results, they expect to grow, but they're not putting in 150% intentional effort into their social media. And if you wanna grow on social media, you have to treat it like a job, period. You can't just be lackadaisical and post whatever you want. You have to sit down, you have to study the analytics, you have to see what type of content goes viral for you. You have to figure out what are you passionate about? What brings out an emotion when you speak? What is your audience want to learn about. And when you start treating it like a science and you go so, so many layers deep of the psychology of your target demographic, of the the essence of every single piece of content that you post, that is how you're going to grow. And we will wrap it up with that one, the holy grail of advice. Yes. If you're posting <laughs> garbage, you're going to get garbage. That's yes. how it works. Well, Brittany, man, Brittany, thank you so much for coming in. It was awesome. One more time, how do they find you? Add me on social media. Tag us on social media. Tag us. I'll be share everything. Brittany Michael Chuck, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. And if anyone tags me, I will give them my social media course complimentary. Look at Lude, look at that. You if you just tag her, she will give you. We didn't even get into funnels and free offers and all the good stuff. Next we'll time. Next time. We'll have to do it next time. Next time. <laughs> but we'll everybody should have that. I'll finish with this. Have your social media, a call to action in your bio that gives them something for free. You got to mm. get them into your funnel, get them invested, build the no like trust factor. And I think it's an integrity. You have to see if they mesh with you. You have to see if you have the solutions to their problems and then you can go up the value chain ladder on social media, but figure out some, some free offers that you can do on social media and uh, grow your brand and business and, and impact it, the world in a positive way. And don't make it dinner with little Yachty because no. nobody wins. Nobody wins. That's how it works. All right, guys. And I have a question before no, we one go. Question. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah, question. Get, oh, it. Yeah, question. get it. For you, what is something that you're excited about this year and how are you going to impact the world in a big way? Oh man, so much. We, um, we have, I'm really excited about the executive staff that we've brought in in mm. our companies this year. We we have brought in some just absolute savages at the top of three of our brands and just watching them run. Like it, it's one of these things where if you own businesses, 
a lot of people like to say I'm the CEO. They love to say, oh, I'm the CEO of this bit, but you're not, dude. You're a hustler, right? You're just, you're, you're just still a hustler. If, and the real question of that, and my, my good friend and mentor, Kent Clothier, says this. He says, you know, if you left the business for six months, what would happen? Mm. And if you say, I came back in six months and the place would implode, it's like, you don't have a company, you got a job. Yeah. Right. And taking that to heart and really hiring some top flight executives to run our brands and watching mm. them do things that are beyond what we have done and beyond what we have thought to do and the efficiencies and the processes and the growth rates and the planning and all of the things that are happening to see, you know, are, are great businesses and are incredible businesses, but really watching them start to run like fortune of five, 500 companies has got me incredibly excited. I love that. That's amazing. And you have a book coming out. I do. Escaping and, the draft. And that, is not, and that is not even the thing I'm most excited about. It's, it's but literally what is the one thing that you hope that readers leave with that? What is the biggest takeaway? It's, it's the same thing that I do this, man. It's like, look, if you are, if you feel like you are, at the victim of the winds of change, if you are just drifting along with the current, if you feel like life is blowing you from this direction to the, to the left, you don't have to do that. You can swim against the current. You can stand against the breeze. You can stand up and take control of your life. And this is really a user's manual to my 28-year-old self is what it is. Because I had to figure out all this shit on my own. But, you know, again, it's a time machine if you are stuck. If you're trying to yeah. get going, that's what it is. And we're right. excited about it. And it's out soon. So there you I go. I love it. So everyone better buy it. Last question. Yes. What is the legacy you want to leave? What do you want to be you remembered know what? for? I, I get asked that question a lot. And here's the God's honest truth. I don't give a shit about my legacy. Yeah. And this is why. I think legacy is for egotistical men. Mm. I worry about the impact I make today. Oh, I all I want is... All I want is at my funeral, I want people fighting over the microphone. Other than that, I don't care. Love that. I don't care. Mic drop. That's it. So with that, normally, if normally don't sum up on me, that's fine, guys. But again, you just heard what I said. If you're drifting along in life, it's never too late. Stand up and swim. So we'll see you guys next time. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Escaping the Drift. Hope you got a bunch out of it, or at least as much as I did out of it. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the show, you can always go over to escapingthedrift.com. You can join our mailing list. But do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, throw up that five-star review. Give us a share. Do something, man. We're here for you. Hopefully, you'll be here for us. But anyway, in the meantime, we will see you at the next episode.